Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. And today we're going to talk about a very, very interesting uh, value investing, you would call it Grameen, Grameen stock that is trading at about $4.6 but has a value cash per share of uh, $4, $4 and book value of $10. And then we are going to dig into the stock Yaokai uh, from a technical perspective, I more from a fundamental perspective. We're going to discuss some news and especially all those interested in learning about value investing will learn more about, okay, how am I approaching such a situation where normal the book the great uh, the intelligent investor would tell me okay this is an investment with a margin of safety a good investment value is obviously there and how to apply that to a company the company is uh, amtec uh, asys and it's traded on the nasdaq stock exchange uh, so let me just give you an overview of the fund and then we'll discuss a bit the fundamentals and then Yaokai will talk about the technology and how to apply that technology on a margin perspective, on a business perspective and how that fits the cycle. So Amtec Systems, it's a solar stock. So again, something that a value investor would get excited because it's about a positive trend. It's uh, solar and that's expected to grow in the next decades so this was a stock that i found when i was looking at the complete solar sector more than 50 stocks back in may and the interesting thing is that it has about 15 million shares and 58 million in cash that's almost four dollars per share add another 45 million in receivables and inventory so that goes up to six point $86 per share in value. Total assets are 150 million, and then total liabilities are 45 million, which means that we get to a book value of $7 per share, of which almost four in cash. So, what is Amtec Systems? It's involved in the business of supplying solar and semiconductor production and automation systems and related supplies for the manufacture of solar cells, semiconductors, and silicon wafers. And Yaokai will translate my Chinese later. <laughs> so, at the fundamentals, price earnings extremely low, price to book very low, but the forward consensus price earnings is now extremely high there is no forward dividend yield and the market capitalization is 65 million as we are recording this and the year change maximum was 12 dollars per share and now it's down to 4.60 but it was even lower to four if i give a quick overview of the revenues you can see them as extremely volatile 250 million when there was the solar boom in 2011 then down to just 35 million and then again up to 165 176 million in 2018 uh, their uh, fiscal year ends september so they just the last quarter was since the chinese let's say clampdown on solar growth gross margin also extremely volatile from 11 to 35 percent operating margin goes from positive to extremely negative to 
33% negative, 54% negative, which is really extreme. And later, Yaokai will talk about the cycle and how this cycle affects such companies. And obviously, earnings per share are also extremely volatile. Number of shares has been increasing over the years, and the book value has unfortunately been decreasing. Free cash flows cumulatively negative. And the stock price is extremely volatile. As you can see, really the extreme volatility over the years as those solar short-term cycles evolve. People get very excited, expect who knows what from such a stock, and then their expectations get destroyed and the stock hits constantly new lows almost. Even if the lows are slowly, slowly growing. So who knows, perhaps it's even an interesting uh, investment. So I'll give the word to Yao Kai if he can explain what is the company doing and how does that work in the solar cycle? How does it fit there? Yeah, so the company, according to their own uh, 10K, they basically produce a three, four things. So one um, is... Um, they make a, uh, they call it horizontal furnace, horizontal, let's see, horizontal diffusion furnaces. Sounds very fancy, but uh, this is actually a fairly, it's just a heater. So in, in human language, it's just a heater, except that you have to give it um, a, a very proper temperature control, uniform temperature, maintain that temperature, and um, the way you use it uh, is you have these disks of wafers, so that's silicon, pure silicon, and you stack it against some other thing, uh, potentially like uh, genamide oxide or some stuff like that. We call dopants, and then that changes the, the conductivity of the semiconductors. But this is only used for very, very old technology. So this is not something you would see that people use to manufacture um, CPUs. This stuff is used for 2,000 nanometer uh, stuff, like 2,000 nanometer um, processing nodes if you were to use it for transistors. And uh, nowadays what we use is 10 nanometers. So there's only a 200 times um, difference in there. So you can't use that for uh, like the what you normally associate as semiconductor manufacturing, like things to do with transistors. So this is, at the moment, can only basically be used for uh, MEMS. So these are potentially like these are small um, sensors or tiny uh, electronics made out of silicon or majority solar. So this company seems to be very tied towards solar. And then you have a continuous thermal processing system, another heater. Um, so actually, it's more than just a heater. It's, <laughs> it's a solidary machine. Um, but uh, that thing is used um, to do some of the packaging. Essentially, you have a dye, which is made out of um, silicon and a bunch of other stuff. And then you have a substrate, which is basically a, a, a thing you put the dye on. And in order to have these things fuse together, have electric, electrical conduct, uh, like conductivity, you need some soldering material and you have to heat them up. And that's 
that's your uh, that and that's not anything high tech because um, you will like you see it's it's a glorified um, uh, one of those blower things that's you know the handheld handheld heaters like blow that blows hot air to things it, it, it's it's one of those and then you have a small batch vertical furnace which is again just a heater um except now instead of horizontal it's vertical and it's for smaller batches it's for prototyping instead of making um you know 100 to 200 uh, wafers at a time instead of doping 200 times uh, 200 things it's like a smaller thing okay so let's say it's not so highly tech so it's no or the, currently the all three of these are pretty low tech things um and then you got the two things that are slightly more high tech is uh, chemical vapor decomposition is basically you have you want a uniform coating of certain chemicals on top of your silicon for whatever chemical for whatever effect that's slightly more advanced but again there are quite a few companies that are able to make this stuff and then the next thing is atomic layer decomposition, similar stuff. Again, it's you, you're trying to deposit a layer of stuff on your, uh, on your own things. Could be silicon, could be glass, could be anything. Okay. And the last is automation products, which is basically robotic arms, which is, again, not high-tech. Okay. So they have something that's slightly high-tech, even though that is, even that is not, you know, like, things that people said oh like if you can make it um you you now control the industry like land research or something no it's mostly uh pretty commoditized stuff and as with all commoditized things we know that when the market is good you make money but when the market is bad you, you lose, a lot, lose yes. a lot of money because it costs and we have seen already i have read through the conference call they are firing people so they will fire about 40 to 40 people they have fired i think their ceo so oh, yes <laughs> so the chairman will become the ceo and also uh, they have had an impairment which is about i think it was 9 million so there is 9 million loss over the quarter and uh, also an explanation of where the money goes is uh, 9 million loss plus they are preparing to do an acquisition when they have an opportunity which might be a good or a bad thing but the key is you cannot count on your money to be delivered to you there is a 4 million buyback and there will be another 4 million buyback but we see if they oh, make yeah. an if they make an acquisition, they might issue more stocks. And I think the CEO got 286,000 stocks as his severance pay. So that's their goal. Half going a million there. dollars, I think, or something like that. Half a million dollars plus 280,000 stock options or something like that. Yeah. So that's, again, 2 million. So there goes the buyback if, uh, if you calculated it like that. And... So it's not really like a value stock that there is really value lying in, around with a margin of safety. And this low tech, as you were saying, really affects the margins and everything. But now that you are talking about this technology and we look at the 
we might we have to say there is a margin of safety. These guys will probably not go bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, there's all the cash. It's hard to to go bust with all that cash. So how would you trade this stock, or uh, would you? In invest this one, in- I, I I'm not too familiar with it's it's hard it's very hard to even trade it because it's so uh, tied up with china and then the chinese government would you basically have to keep wind of what the chinese government's planning to do in terms of um solar because in at one point uh they decided oh solar was a good thing so they almost covered like uh you know one tenth of the gobi desert with solar panels right so when you do that obviously you need the capacity and once you need capacity, these these um, these are basically capacity providers, right? They 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 give you the machines to do do the things you need. Well, suddenly they their revenue explode, but the the the, the sword cuts both ways, and then the Chinese Chinese government in like seventeen or something, seventeen or eighteen, basically said, "Oh, we have too many solar panels," and the reason is they couldn't get the electricity to the place it needs to be. At the time, it needs to be because solar is, is, as you know, is not on all the time. And, and all of a sudden, in like overnight, the capacity expansion stopped. And the funny thing is, um, it's just a tidbit that's very interesting. When the solar expansion stopped, the profitability of uh, Chinese solar manufacturers actually did not decline. Some of the actually improved and then the stock price of all these guys went up since then so so something to keep in mind so that's one thing i noticed a growing industry a growing commodity industry is not necessarily a good place to invest especially if it's like growing really fast there'll be more money chasing that growth than if it's a slow slowly growing commodity business um and once the all the money goes in to chase it, CapEx goes crazy up, and you can have a margin destruction even when you have capacity, like demand increase, and crazy demand increases even. So same thing goes to the dot-com bubble. People were project, projecting doubling of internet traffic every, day, every year. It happened, except your capacity went up like four times every year. So everybody still got destroyed. So it, that's, I, think, uh, I think this is actually a Chinese company because the chairman and the owner is Chine- Chinese. The oh, they're Chinese, now. okay. But they have had a plant in uh, the Netherlands, Netherlands and they yeah. their headquarters in America. So yeah. it's, okay. it's like a company that is Chinese but pretends not to be Chinese. Not to be Chinese. And they had the Dutch CEO. And uh, so it looked a little bit different, but we'll see how that uh, evolves. So in any case, a very, very interesting story about a stock with low technology, but good fundamentals that has an extremely volatile stock price, extremely volatile performance. So you never know what you can expect there. And except for the buybacks, I didn't see any dividends over the last 10 years. So we we can doubt whether they are just there for the management and for the owners or also for shareholders so a long long process of going nowhere when we look at the long term stock chart so that was it for me anything to add to conclude yaokai 
Uh, no, it's, it's one of the things that looks on the surface very attractive, but uh, when you look into it, it's not, there isn't really like a moat. And so, um, yeah. And, and if it's a cyclical stock, then you need to be able to time the bottoms. And how do you know the bottoms? I, I don't know how to time the bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, then uh, let's give uh, an appetizer for a video. I think will be coming out Saturday. This one will come out on Wednesday. And on Saturday, we'll talk about the stock that I've been covering for the last six months. Yaokai has been buying as the stock price really dipped, which is Beijing Capital Airport. And we hope that will be a much more, also an educational story, but a much more interesting and attractive as it is, I think also a good company and it will deliver good returns over the long term. So thank you, Yaokai. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you and I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.